0: what's up everybody what's up ryan randy andre how you guys doing somebody
1: told you a joke while the music was
2: playing
0: oh man dying. i didn't see it go go live so i clicked we the button
2: usually takes a up. few seconds but we're live that's what's up
0: <laughs> we're live now that's for sure how are that's you gentlemen good, welcome to
2: a, new information right welcome to a, a
0: a show where we tell you something new yeah <laughs> So we're here at the Security Squawk uh, podcast. We're on a live broadcast today. Welcome. Today is somewhere around November 29, 2022. And we got a lot of stuff to cover today. Um, Not a ton of news. Not a ton of different news. It's kind of all the same news. There's still ransomware attacks. There's still cyber attacks. There's still... Lots of malware. There's a lot of things happening in the cyber criminal community. Um, they're, you know, they're always changing tactics, as we mentioned. But they're really starting to make some big changes to how they exploit companies, deploy ransomware, whether they do ransomware or not. Um, it's kind of all over the map right now. Uh, so we're going to kind of touch on that a little bit with the various things we talk about today, but. We're going to cover TikTok because there's some interesting malware going on around that DraftKings, very popular, uh, fantasy, uh, betting platform, uh, and sportsbook. Uh, there's something that happened over there that people need to be made aware of and how these things go down, uh, and how they can be related to your business and happen in your business. Similar types of attacks, Google Chrome, uh, notorious these days for being exploited. We're going to cover what's going on there and why things are important and what you need to look out for to be a safe user of Google Chrome. I guess that's fair to say. We also got uh, WhatsApp and we got some some Chinese equipment that's very popular. It's probably, if you have a camera system in your office, there's a very good chance that you have one of these devices in your office. And we're going to talk about why the US placed a ban on those devices uh this week. So without further ado, gentlemen, fee for the show, share our show, right? You know, mm-hmm. we we do not run ads, we don't do ads as part of the show, we don't uh break up the content with ads. And we certainly don't promote any products uh on this show. Simply bring you the goods, we bring you the education. You obviously, when we do go live, which we are live today, you can drop questions in the comments. If we do see them, we'll throw them up on the screen. We'll try to answer. We just ask that you make them relevant to the topic that we're covering. Um, and that's really about it. Just share our show with your friends and family. And if you're so inclined, leave us a positive review on your favorite podcasting platform. So, guys, we got uh, TikTok malware. Um, Really strange. Uh, It's getting a lot of coverage, obviously, because I think it's just TikTok. And I think everybody and their grandmoms on TikTok these days. Um, And it says uh, the hackers are exploiting TikTok's invisible body challenge to spread malware that can steal passwords and credit card details. And it's a trending challenge uh, on TikTok. It's encouraging users to film themselves naked and then use TikTok's invisible body filter to replace their body with a blurry background. Uh, The hackers are exploiting this trend by posting videos that offer to remove the filter, tricking people into thinking they will see a naked body instead. However, all they will really get in return is a piece of malware that can be used to steal Discord account information as first discovered by security firm Check marks what do you guys think about this?
1: I, I think that no, no part of this sounds like a good idea for people. I mean, people t- are
0: getting t- tricked. T-
1: TikTok has its own privacy concerns even without any of this, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a good tactic by the bad guys. I mean, you know, they're they're obviously roping people in uh, under the uh, premise of being able to see naked people. I mean. Um, but it just boggles my mind that some people click on this stuff.
3: But even forget about the clicking. I mean, let's just talk like the elephant in the room is- Why are you doing this in the first place? You're putting yourself naked and then relying on a filter to make sure that you stay naked. And we all know that TikTok gets your name, your email address, your location, and all they have to do is take this filter off and, and there's, you're in trouble, you know? Just, like okay. I said,
2: none of this seems like a good idea. You, the, no. Except the, the stuff to get there. No, and we already know that there are extreme privacy issues with TikTok. Yeah. We know that your average bloke who works for TikTok um, potentially has, has access to all of your data. Um, we know that it's a big, huge mess over there.
0: Is that um, a role at TikTok, bloke? That
2: look yeah, like that? I, I haven't heard anybody actively use that. For
0: a long time. <laughs> just curious. It's,
2: it's just your. It just means guy in Australian, and it's basically you know just your average person over there that works there, <laughs> has access to stuff, and you know the American app stores are kind of turning a blind eye to all that. That's a whole other story. Don't get me started. I'm this far from being started. Well, but bottom line, yeah, Ryan.
0: You're one sip of monster away from now.
2: Yeah, <laughs> right. Ryan and Andre already said it, but gosh, what a horrible idea in the first place. Even if there were no hackers. Because you know, people on the employee side over there, high chance they're looking at it. I mean, we don't know that for sure. Um, but we know that that there's been a problem with accessing uh, private data. So just my opinion. Hopefully it doesn't get me sued. So yeah. <laughs>
3: Did you just say private data?
2: I said, we've heard that. Yes. <laughs> so. so I don't know.
0: It's just hilarious to me that we even have to talk about the fact that people are being tricked into thinking whether a certain filter will work. Right. Cause it, now, now, it, the, the joke's out, right? The, the filter can now, malware can be spread by just telling people, Hey, we can remove this or that filter or, you know, manipulate the tick tock in, in some way, shape or form. And people are falling for it. It's, it's the new phishing for social media mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Right. So, you know, I always go to how do people protect themselves around this stuff? Like, what what, what would be our advice to protect yourself from this? And I'm going to kind of cheat here and say you can't say stay <laughs> off TikTok. Um, if you are a TikTok user, how do you protect yourself? Like,
1: I think it goes across the board. It's not just TikTok, but use common sense. I mean, th- th- this isn't anything new. Uh, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, going back to, uh, you know, People trying to download, uh, you know, license keys for software so that they can pirate it, and getting, you know, uh, uh, viruses that way, or right. you know, getting free video games and stuff like that. It's, it's it's really no different than that. It's it's trying to get something that you don't have that sounds enticing uh, mm-hmm. to the point where you 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 know download it and run it without thinking mm-hmm. twice about it, and then you get hit and regret it. It
2: it's an old adage like if it's too good to be true, it probably is. You know, um, if it's salacious. You know, there's probably a, there's a high chance that it's got something uh-huh. bad attached to it from a malware standpoint. You know, anything they can do to get you get you out of the logical, where you're just thinking with your emotions. You know, getting you out of the logical and you know not thinking rationally, you're vulnerable. You know that they 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 rely on that tactic all the time. You know, they do that in psyops when they are. Um, You know, when your business is under malware, you know, they make something weird come up on your website, you know, and you think they're in everything, you know, um, anything they can do to get you out of the logical and into the emotional, they want to do that and take advantage of it.
3: I I mean, Brian, I know you said not have TikTok, but let's just talk about on the business side, you allow your employees to have TikTok on a company device or vice versa, even their emails on their personal device with TikTok, extortion is on its way. It's mm-hmm. going to happen in a year from now where they're going to like, hey, we have naked pictures of you and or videos, whatever you were doing. And if you don't give us this company information or give us this login or, you know, download this on this computer. we that me or you or him? No, oh, he,
2: uh, he froze. Man, he was, was going to
0: say something. It always <laughs> happens that way. He was going to yeah, say something. Things
2: only happen when you get into the meat of the conversation. Oh, some bloke over at you know where just
0: tick tock to shut him down, yeah. So it, it, that's what happens when we're live, right? So, um, you know, interesting thing for me is, and, and we're right in the sense that you know, a lot of this stuff is all based around the same premise you're getting something that sounds too good to be true, to, to you know for free you're getting it for free and you know software scams software software scams for it yeah software scams but as andre was rightfully pointing out like what happens if you you don't restrict the use of tiktok on your company device and you're a company that happens to use discord just speaking about this case in particular what if your company uses discord to chat right Now I can steal the keys to your discord and then I could pretend like I'm somebody that works at your company. You would know no difference. And I'm sending out links and emails and those links and emails are going to other types of malware, other command and control things like Cobalt Strike and things like that. That's how it
3: goes down. Welcome back, Andre. Never talking bad about TikTok again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did they call you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> they changed my DNS records, apparently. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's a good
2: uh, good uh, point there, what you were talking about. I mean, this, you know, if somebody could impersonate you, use your keys to get into your discords and impersonate you on Discord. Um, you know, once again, it goes back to that thing. They always want to get a little bit of trust. And, you know, if they can pretend to be you because they got your keys, um, and then now they're pretending to be you on Discord. There's no telling, you know, what would uh, what would happen. So,
0: so that's going. That's what's happening over at TikTok. You're now getting malware at TikTok, just like you used to get malware when you used Napster. Um, yeah, and, <clears throat> in MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. Uh, and MySpace, MySpace, and Kazaa, right? Uh, that was,
1: that was, I knew there was another one. I was trying to remember, but
0: <laughs> Kazaa because i was where it was at that's what when i worked at the navy everybody had because they were constantly downloading music all day wow. long mm-hmm. yeah wow so we got uh our friends over at DraftKings are dealing with an issue as well um and i guess we want to talk about this i know a lot of people that use i mean they're either using band or DraftKings. i don't know that you know the level of detail of who's more popular, who's not. It seems to me like DraftKings has had a lot more issues from a technical standpoint than, than the other one. Um, but hackers steal 300000 in DraftKings' credential stuffing attack. And why we want to talk about this is because we talk about certain things on this show all the time that you shouldn't and shouldn't do. And this right here is how... It wasn't so much that DraftKings lost 300,000 or one person lost 300,000, but it appears to me, based on what I'm reading, and I did a high level reading of this one. So if somebody has more detail than me, it sounds like they used passwords that were available somewhere. That's DraftKings'
1: story anyway. (laughs)
0: Logged into these accounts and moved that money unbeknownst to the person because they had no idea somebody was logging into their DraftKings account. So let's talk about all the things wrong with everything I just said there.
1: <laughs> well and, and so again I just want to stress this is what DraftKings is, is stating at this point. They're they're claiming that they found no evidence that that their systems were were breached or compromised. Uh, and and this is basically a hypothesis it looks like that uh, how this happened um you know the the side note to that and I, and I realize they probably have plenty of funds to cover this um, it, it is a, a little bit of a question to me why DraftKings is is making those customer accounts whole um if they weren't the cause because they're
0: making account. money hand over fist and three hundred thousand of them is a uh, marketing expense so it's and, not,
1: yeah, it's not a glaring red flag. It, it just, it does, it does pose the question. But yeah, they, uh,
0: they so, yeah, I mean, I think
1: their customers. I
0: don't, I don't know. It, depending on, let's say it's a thousand customers, or let's say it's thirty thousand customers, they lost an average of a thousand apiece. Mm-hmm. Right? Would you spend three hundred thousand to retain thirty thousand customers? I think that's kind of a no-brainer, right? So, I mean, they probably lose more in you know, the crazy, you know, they probably spend more. I don't want to say lose more. They probably spend more Mm -hmm. in, you know, the rebates they give people, you know. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, I would
1: be concerned about the optics of it as well. But I I guess for this particular type of company, I think it's probably a little bit different.
0: No. But, again, the FBI has warned recently these attacks are growing in volume thanks to these readily available aggregated lists of credentials. So, so we're, we're at the probably, I don't know if we're at the precipice, but we're at the point now where all these breaches that we talk about on this show, where data is stolen. It's like, what do they do with this data? Well, now I said it's only going to be a matter of time before people figure out how to monetize this data in different ways. Yep. And this is one of the ways that, that they're going to yep. do it. Is they're going to figure out does this person have an account at Bank of America? Does this person have an account at Venmo? Does this person have an account at you know DraftKings? And they're going to go through and try to log into all these accounts and see what they can get at. And it doesn't take a whole lot for somebody to take over your Venmo account or take over your DraftKings account and then add their account into your account so they can just take whatever balance you have in those accounts and move it to their account um and, and very similar, they, very they, similar they, activity they, what we see with crypto you know and wallets getting stolen and and information and people logging into you know like exchange accounts like coinbase and finance and moving money out of wallets unbeknownst to people because they don't they use the same damn password, and they don't put multi-factor authentication on. And those are the two things that you need to be doing to protect your accounts. Don't. And what, what's the,
1: the first account. thing that the bad guys do when they gain access to that account? <laughs> they turn on NMFA where they have So the you
3: can't get back they in.
1: They
2: block you out of yep. getting it. So I yep. suppose that they did that.
3: And, and shame on DraftKings. I mean, legal sports betting in this scale is fairly new. Last three or four years. Now we're seeing MGM and all these other companies starting to do it. So this is like born in the cloud there should have been no reason why when you're setting up that account 2fa is not set up and it knows your location so that way if someone else on the other side of the country logs in DraftKings king says nope we're going to pause this until we investigate it or you call us or whatever uh, all
2: pretty much all of these companies that are cloud-based need to start um enforcing that and requiring it you know beginning we talked yep. about this in the green room beginning of 2022. Andre called it said 2022 is a year of MFA. You know um, I've seen this over and over and over again with people, even like with their Facebook accounts, they don't have an MFA set up. The bad actor gets in there. The first thing they do is they change the phone number and they set up MFA and then boom, you're locked out, you know, and that's what they did here um, in this particular uh, case. One interesting thing at the end of the article, it mentions that three fourths of all uh, login attempts are malicious um, based on uh, traffic scans going across the internet, not three fourths. I'm sorry. One third of all uh, trap of all login attempts are malicious. So-
0: <laughs> it's also at the end of the article that it points out that Okta who's also had a little issue this year as well, (laughs) that Okta reported that the situation, meaning the credential stuffing situation, has drastically worsened this year as it recorded more than a billion or 10 billion, I'm sorry, 10 billion credential stuffing events on its platform during the first three months of 2022. So you're looking at like 40 billion a year average credential stuffing events that happened just on the Okta platform. That's just one little tiny platform in, in the interwebs, right? So pretty wild. But even the company doing the reporting has had their fair share of issues recently. So interesting stuff. So lessons learned here are use a password manager. Don't use the same password over and over again and set up your multi-factor authentication on your accounts. We are still in a place where companies have the option to allow you to turn that on or off out of convenience. It's still optional. Nobody's making them do that. They offer the technology. You can turn it on or off. My theory is, is they don't force people to do it because they know they have less people logging in when they enable these types of things or when they require them so they want people
1: calling their support lines because they can't figure it out
0: right I lost my two-factor code but yeah you know, so it costs them more money to implement something like this um and I just think it's easier for somebody to log in to place a bet you know on a system like this with one password and password then I got to go get a you know, six-digit code Right. We're talking about a difference of maybe 10, 15 seconds and people hate that kind of stuff and will not use the platform and go somewhere else because they don't have to do that. So it's kind of the world we live in. And, you know, moving right along, we have Google Chrome, which everybody's using to access these these sites. Right. Um, Either using a browser or using maybe a Google phone, which is basically a Chromium based device. Um, have a couple things going on with Google Chrome. <clears throat> Rye, you like to talk about their zero days, so Google said. Why, why don't you have? Why don't you update everybody on their zero day uh, update for Chrome, and then we'll pop into why using certain Chrome extensions are. available. Uh, well, idea. I
1: already had the extension one popped up. Can I you go ahead? talk about that All too? Right. So, so what I what I think is, is interesting about this one it, it kind of segues to our prior conversation. So this one is an information stealing Chrome browser that is being uh, used to uh, steal uh, cryptocurrency, um, passwords, you know, things like that. So it, it's it's grabbing all of that information that that people tend to store in their browser, uh, thinking it's safe uh, by uh, just. But it's just sitting there waiting for somebody to, to to pluck it clean. Now the the interesting thing about this is is the main distribution channel for this particular uh, extension is game cracks and software product activators, which we were just talking about. So again, the kind of the oldest trick in the book uh, of enticing somebody with something free and uh, then then you know hitting you uh, afterwards by you know installing an, an extension that ends up stealing your data. So. Um, Extensions in browsers is really not something overlooked. This is something that we see a lot, uh, doing all sorts of different things uh, because people don't really know. They they see these extension things pop up quite frequently, so they're kind of uh, immune to them, and you know, they don't ask questions. They just let them let them run. So that was that would have been my question: is hey, if you're running something, you know, for a software cracker, and it asks to install an extension in your Chrome browser, like you know, at that point you'd think you'd ask a question, but. Uh, you know that's us. That's not necessarily the average user, uh, and then that goes along with uh, the the second Google Chrome story, uh, where they've issued a, another emergency Chrome update to fix their eighth zero day uh, in 2022. Um, and, I, and I think when we were talking about this in the green room beforehand, uh, Randy phrased it really, really well. Their eighth published zero day. Yeah. This yeah. is the eighth one that we know about. So um, you know, they've had a lot of these uh, this year, in particular, um, and you, know, you, you just you really have to watch out for these, uh, you know, vulnerabilities, zero days, are are you know issues in the code that allow somebody to exploit a vulnerability um, and do any number of things. So uh, a zero day is one
0: mainly gain administrative control over the system. Yep. yep. Mainly.
1: Yep. So these. I mean, these this is a lot for one particular software in a given year. And again, this is, I think that's one
0: thing that a lot of people don't understand is that you get windows, right? Mm -hmm. Computer operating system comes with software, you know, pre-installed on it a lot of times, but installing a piece of software, like Google Chrome, third party, usually not installed with windows by default. Um, or any kind of software for that matter. You download software for your printer, right? I think people miss the fact that these pieces of software, whether you have admin rights on your computer or not, if these vulnerabilities exist and can be exploited, that piece of software can lead to somebody controlling your entire operating system. I think that that gets lost on people that Google Chrome being on the system and then it being exploited can give them that level of control over the system. They think like, maybe they think it ends at like Google Chrome. They can like do things in my Google Chrome. Well, no, they can literally manipulate your system to the point where they could potentially get access to other systems on your network, or they could deploy ransomware. They can do a lot of different things by exploiting, you know, this code that Ryan mentioned that is, that is bad inside of the system. Um, and that's simply because these, these pieces of software, have certain components that run so close to the processor, the kernel, the the, the very deep bones of, of the computer hardware. Um, they run so close to that that if they can be exploited, there's not much there or in between that, that's going to stop it. Um, so that's that's kind of it in layman's terms so
1: and the software is getting so complex every day that there's right. just that much more room for these these mistakes and, and errors that that become vulnerabilities to occur yep
0: anything else you uh, gentlemen want to add on the google Chrome
2: I mean um, I was just gonna say I mean it's one of the most popular browsers i think it's the most popular so I mean it just being so ubiquitous across the internet there's going to be opportunities for uh the bad guys to get in they're going to be looking for ways to get in um also would say um this would be prevented if you had some sort of process control on uh installed on your computer uh, which is available um out there if you're working with a company like one of ours um and a technician would be able to see that it's something um malicious even though it says google sheets 2.1 as the name of the uh, as the name of the plugin, you know, they'd still be able to see that it's malicious. So anyway, okay. and
1: I just did a quick search 77% market share for Google Chrome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah.
0: That's 100% right. So Andre, you good?
2: 77% right?
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm good. All right, guys. So another popular app. WhatsApp. That's Facebook, right? What's
2: yeah they're owned by facebook
0: so uh i mean i know this has happened before and i don't know if we're talking about new stuff here but on my board i have whatsapp and 500 million user records up for sale yep uh it's kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with you know DraftKings and all this data right so what's going on here uh, uh, app whatsapp data breach
2: um I mean, um, base, basically, it's just about um, the users, basically phone numbers were were released. So it doesn't look like, which they had to get that from the back, the back end, but it doesn't look like that they had access or that they have, at least they've not publicized that they had access to actual messages. Mm-hmm. WhatsApp uses end-to-end encryption and supposedly it's a zero knowledge, which means that Facebook doesn't know. The keys to to unencrypt. It's based on, you know, the two devices that are talking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we don't have evidence that they were able to get to messages, but um, the fact that they were able to get to numbers. Once again, you put that in the hands of the wrong people. They do a cross, you know, a cross list, a cross check for other data they have. They put two and two together. And next thing you know, you get a message from. You know, on your WhatsApp from somebody, and you think it's not legitimate. even.
0: You get it directly to your text message. message yep. right. right. I mean, because that's the frustrating thing for a WhatsApp users. You have to have you have to have a mobile number associated with it. Um, so, if they were able to kind of pull five hundred million records from them, this is this reeks of a future schmishing yep. Yep. massive schmishing campaign. Yep. You know, like you said, Randy targeted and then not targeted just massive blasting out numbers that they know are valid and hoping that they can get people to click on things
2: you you literally could send out i don't mean to give the bad guys ideas but you said a million people a link that just says holy crap your whatsapp's broken click here and yeah. give us the info info so we you're, can figure
0: yeah exactly.
2: you know people would click on that Click, click here to download a tool
1: to uh, uh, remove the filter from Tic-Tac and see people naked. Exactly. It'll
2: so, so fix this is your a perfect... WhatsApp, remove the filter, and fix your Discord. It's All coming in it's full circle. Yeah.
3: So this is a perfect example of corporate responsibility. where it, Because, of course, WhatsApp right now is denying that it, it's hap- it happened, right? But um, th- they should now reverse this, like a reverse text that says possible breach, be out, Be aware for phishing. We will never ask you for your phone number, your credit card, nothing like that. But this is the time where WhatsApp needs to be proactive and just spreading the news to say, be careful because there is a possibility that something has happened and we will never ask you for X, Y, Z. But of course, they're just going to deny it, keep their mouth shut. And maybe in Christmas of uh, this year, they're going to say, yeah, you know, a little information did get out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and these guys
0: are. I mean, I just know from from doing other research, like the types of credential stealing that is is important to these guys is is this kind of stuff is you know having access to WhatsApp, having the ability to dismiss you, while also knowing that you have PayPal accounts, like Randy said, and Amazon accounts, and once they figure all this stuff out they craft these messages to be way more real. So you're, you're when your guard's down, you, you think it's something legit. I mean, think about all the Amazon text messages that could go out over the next month just because it's the holidays and people wanting updates on tracking information or, or you get some random Amazon message that says, hey, your, your shipment's been delayed or your, your package has been delayed, click here. And then you're clicking there thinking it's taking you to Amazon. This is all stuff that, that's going to be coming and you need to be aware of it. And quite frankly today, like for me personally, the way that I run my phone, um, not much comes through on my text message. And if it does, it's, and it's not something from family or my wife. I'm more than likely deleting it because nobody gets this number for anything. I give them a different number when I sign up for different accounts and stuff like this. That's what I decided to do because I'm like, look, if if this one number gets out, so what? You know, I can get text messages on it, but I'm not sitting there. It's not going to come to my phone. It goes to a different place. And, you know, I still get it, but it doesn't come to my phone. And I'm not going to sit there and, you know, accidentally click it. Or it was in my pocket and happened to click it because that can happen too, right? You get a preview of the message and it's in your pocket. And for somehow the phone thinks you click that link and it was really just a pocket rub. That can happen, right? (laughs) So... um, and just That's to take nice. a step further
1: to something that, that Randy mentioned about how they cross reference this information. So I think a lot of people might look at this and go, Oh, big deal. They only got the phone numbers. They don't know it's my phone number. They don't know who it belongs to. But all of these other breaches that have occurred out there, like how hard is it for them to take that information and then match mm-hmm. it up and find another breach that included mm-hmm. a phone number and a name and an email yep. address. And now yep. all of a sudden, they've got all of these different yep. means to reach out to you and make it seem more realistic.
0: Yeah, I I had a conversation this morning with a client and in the, in the in that conversation they said, you know, we're probably not a big target, but I know we are like a target. And and I'm like you're just as much of a target as somebody else. Mm-hmm. You you're you're an address. Like think about it this way. You're you live on a street. All the houses look exactly the same. That's what it looks like to a cyber criminal. You have an opportunity. They don't know what you have until they get into your house. So once they get into your house, their their mission is accomplished. It's now like let's just rummage through and see what valuable stuff they have now. But from the outside looking in, these guys don't know if you have five dollars worth of stuff inside your house or five million dollars worth of stuff. But they want to find out, so they're going to break in to find out, right? Now, once they get there, you know, people will minimize what they actually have until you show it to them. And, you know, people do that with their own homes. Oh, we don't have that much in our house until you remember you have, you know, a box in your room with a bunch of jewelry. And, you know, when you start to add that up, it is a lot. Right. And if you had to replace all of that out of pocket, you know, that's why people have homeowners insurance. So, you know. That's that. Anything else you want to add?
1: I mean, I just say think think of it like a like a big parking lot, and somebody's going through and checking doors. Yeah, you know, it's hundred percent. You're, you're not you're not the specific target, but if you didn't lock your doors, you're the target of opportunity.
0: That's right. And they're managing to do damage to think people think they have nothing, but they find out quickly that they have something of value and something that they should be protecting. Um which could Next be money. as simple
1: as information, which they're yep. using to get even more valuable stuff down the road. Yep.
0: That's why the FTC is coming out with the FTC rules, because there's so many companies that deal with information
3: mm-hmm.
0: that don't feel or handle it like it's sensitive. And I think that that that, that perspective is changing ever so slowly. So we're going to bring attention to our final topic, which is one we wanted to talk about because – I think we all agreed that at some point along the way in our travels, we've all seen this equipment in clients' offices, businesses, maybe even their homes. But a lot of popular uh, CCTV or cameras that you might have in your office are made by these brands. And the U.S. has recently banned sales of these devices, and, I, a, I wonder how that impacts like security installers who may have already purchased this equipment as inventory to install in future projects. Can
1: well, it says that they ban the sale of it. I don't know that they banned the uh, use of it if you already have it.
0: Use, right? Kind. Right, but if you're if you're a if you're yeah. a co- closed circuit TV camera installer mm-hmm. and you have this equipment. In inventory, because you know you do X amount of projects a year. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it's also important if, if you've already installed it, too, because you know the damage may already be done.
0: Well, that's the second part of this, right? I was just kind of pondering as I'm reading this, and I have a friend who installs these things. I was wondering, like, oh, I wonder if he knows he can't sell these anymore, <laughs> and he has to go find something else. Uh, that's one piece of it. Uh, and number two is, yeah, if you have it, you could potentially, and I've talked about this before a hundred times, like these these devices are highly questionable, vulnerable, definitely not secure. Um, just, in, you know, I've messed around with the interface myself, you know, 10, 15 years ago, and they haven't changed much in 10 and 15 years. Um, so go through. Do you guys have it up? I don't have it up. So I don't know if you can go through the list of,
1: I have it up. I don't know that I can pronounce all of these.
0: Right. So it's a lot of Chinese companies. Yeah. We kind of already knew that this chip ban was coming. Um it is more of a chip ban, but these chips happen to be in popular in these uh manufacturers' devices. And some of these manufacturers make cameras and DVRs for closed circuit TVs, but they also make a ton of other things. Um, so don't just think, you know, you got to be worried about your cameras and DVRs. If you have any equipment from these manufacturers, um, you might, you know, I know QA, right? They, yeah. they they make communication type chips. They used to put them in cell phones, but they may put them in other things that require, you know, like Bluetooth or, or, or Wi-Fi or, or cellular communication. Right? um so which uh what we're, we're talking about hua zte
1: hytera hike vision and Dawa?
0: yeah i know zte is definitely another uh cctv manufacturer
1: and, and i think there's 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 other brands too that aren't even on this list that are like even more budget budget brands like you know kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, i've seen businesses that got the costco special um you know those those should be a concern as well i mean and those always were but they're not something that has met the uh um, scrutiny of this to make this list but you got to yeah. be careful with what you're putting in your environments
0: you got to be careful where you're putting in, in your environments number one and then number two is you have to make sure that you know what these devices are that you're putting something in place to make sure that they're updated um and and uh, access to touch other things right i i would if you have these in your environment number one make sure you're talking to somebody about segregating them from your network there's a lot of there's a lot of issues here with businesses that they're not aware of right number one usually camera installers expose these suckers to the internet or expose the dvr to the internet without even one thought about security Mm-hmm. um the other thing is is that there's this wonderful search engine called shodan that if i wanted to find a Hikvision vision dvr exposed to the internet i go over the search engine called shodan and mm-hmm. i tell it to show me every single hic vision device that's exposed to the internet in the world and it's going to tell me and then i go through one by one i guarantee you if i did that Search result just on Hickvision, I'd probably get over a million returns around the world.
1: And, and a fair um, percentage that are running on uh, default
2: usernames yeah. and passwords too. Mm-hmm. Admin <laughs> and ABCD or ABCD1234. Yep.
0: You just Google just, just Google the username and password for the Hickvision model that you're looking right. at and, and you're in. Um, and, and then if that doesn't work, I just hop over the dark web once I figure out what kind of company owns that IP address and start looking for usernames and passwords there and brute force it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, okay, so I told you about all that. Now what happens if I can exploit this device, right? If I can exploit this device, I might be able to take advantage of something else on your network that's vulnerable chances are, if you're not updating this, you're probably not updating something else. The important thing is, is just like, I don't know, uh, Colonial Pipeline had a way in through compromised credentials and an open VPN. This is another way in. That's how you have to think of it. And it's not any less of a risk because it's not VPN. It's the same level of risk. Anything else you guys wanna add other than the fact that the U.S. is claiming that a lot of these chips are reporting back to. So even if you don't have it exposed to the firewall, you could be vulnerable.
3: Yeah, um, I found an article where, because we've all heard about this HIC vision, that I found an article, 2021 was when FCC initially was warning everyone, be careful. And now here in November, 2022, they're finally enforcing it. So same thing kind of like a circle is gonna happen with that TikTok where FCC last month, we, we talked about it on our first week of November, that they're warning like, hey, TikTok is bad and just wait and see again. You said you weren't going to talk about them again. You're going to get booted. <laughs> all
0: right, so we got five minutes left. We got one question on the board, uh, and it's more of a more of a generalized, and it's a, probably a good way to wrap up the show um, on the topic of criminals taking advantage of online shopping this time of year. What do you all think is the number one thing we should watch out for while shopping online this year?
2: I got an idea. So I say make a habit of going directly to where you want to go. So, and I just do this without even thinking. But if you see an ad for MacBooks at Best Buy, rather than clicking the ad and following the link, just go to bestbuy.com and then search MacBooks and find what you want. But just that whole idea of not trusting anything, including a, an ad, especially if the ad has you know, fonts and fonts on the picture that don't match. They look obviously, you know, like a designer didn't put it together, but you know, if a designer didn't put it together, it could have been a criminal. That's what I would say. That'd be my piece of advice is just go directly to the sites. You're, you're interested in.
1: Agreed and beware of deals that look too good to be true.
0: Yeah. Yeah, We kind (laughs) of talked about that last week. (laughs) We talked about that last week with, you know, thinking you you got a TV, 65 inch TV for the price of shipping um, and they're just stealing your credit card, you know, things like that. And it exactly goes back to what Randy said. My fear is, is that they'll start, you know, buying ad space or figuring out how to, you know, get ads inserted into the page you're looking for, thinking it's, you know, some Black Friday deal or, you know, some kind of Christmas, uh, some, some kind of Christmas deal Uh, When you click on it, it takes you to, you know, a page controlled by a scammer or cyber criminal to to get you to do something. No different than, you know, when you get those pop ups in your computer from your browser saying you have malware. It's not. It's just a a little browser window that popped up and you just have to close it and it goes away. Um, These ads are the same thing. They're just trying to get you to click on something. So you then, you know, are now in the top of funnel of their scam. Um, And they hope you continue to go down that funnel so they can actually try to get on your computer and and scam you or get you to go buy gift cards or get you to, you know, send them too much money where then they have to give you a refund, but they got a remote in your computer to give you a refund. These are all the things you got to look out for, because if it gets that far down the funnel, you need to think think twice and think like, is this really happening? Like, Do I really need to give this person access to my account or my computer, um, those are the things you need to be watching out for because that's how it's happening. Andre, nothing? Good? No,
3: you guys all said it, man. Just be careful for the the, the Zells. I'll, I'll go back to the Zells. Be careful for the Zells. Yes, the Zells
0: again? I forget.
3: Yeah. What's uh, the like? someone's Well, basically, someone's gonna, you're going to get a text or a phone call. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Text message from Zell. Yep same same with venmo right
3: yeah yeah any of them yeah PayPal all of them, Yep.
0: so that's good stuff so we made it through thanksgiving we'll probably hear about the thanksgiving breaches next week yep um as they start to come out this week and and next and then we're heading into christmas mm-hmm. uh, or the holidays with hanukkah right around the same time as christmas um K through twelve, be on the lookout, be on the alert. Um, this is one of those times of years where they like to they like to mess with the school year, um, especially coming back to school from the holidays and things being disruptive or disrupted. Um, but that's about it. Everyone else, this is twenty twenty three is a good year to start on a cybersecurity program. <clears throat> in your business if you're not employing a framework or doing something along those lines now's the time to reach out to experts and start getting the planning in place um so you're better this time next year than you were last year right make 2023 the year that you make it harder for cyber criminals to take down your business see everyone on the next show Yep. don't forget share our show